Welcome back, everybody, to the Star Wars podcast. Today, we are recapping the book of Boba Fett, chapter six, and full spoiler details. So if you haven't seen the episode, I would go watch it now. It's a pretty big one. Uh, and I'm I'm here with a guy. I just caught him outside. He was holding a frog. He was about to eat it. I told him no, but uh, he, he did come in for the podcast with us. Tommy, how are you? I'm good. And now that I'm inside, Michael, in front of you, on one side, is a podcast microphone. It belonged to my old podcast co-host. And podcasting is a part of you, Michael. It's a new future of greatness that's inside of you. It's it's potential. But on the other side, I have Chainmail with the Stark Wars logo on it. Um, we, we could forget podcasting altogether. And together, we can become full-time entrepreneurs, sell shirts and hats and, and bobbleheads, maybe. Um, but, but once you choose, we can't go back, Michael. We can only go, we can go in, only in one direction. I don't know. The the Chainmail Star Wars merch sounds pretty good. Um, But hey, Tommy, uh, speaking of merch here, um, uh, kind of a big announcement here today. We have, uh, I dropped this on our social medias this week without much warning at all, um, because I wasn't sure how it was going to turn out, right? I wanted to make sure I got my hands on one myself and see how it felt and if I liked it. And I was pleasantly surprised. So I, I have opened the opportunity for you guys to buy your first ever Star Wars shirt. Whoop whoop. Yes. When uh, just a, a, a little PSA on it. Um, we're using a site called Bonfire. I love Bonfire thus far because what Bonfire does, they print the shirts, they ship the shirts directly to you. They have an online store. Basically, they skip a whole bunch of process that we would have to go through that would cost us a lot of money. Um, but the big thing is though, I, and I, I, I say this to say, um, it's not like, uh, I'm looking for like a massive profit here because we're not getting a whole lot back from the shirts. I just, this is our opportunity to share something nice from the podcast with you guys. So, um, it is a good way to support us. We, we will get a little bit, but, uh, more, more importantly, it's more about like spreading our love for doing this podcast and hopefully you guys love listening to it. So what should we do next? Should we do jerseys with like Stark Warriors? That's the name of our like football team. Or, like, yeah, that's a, yeah. I was trying to figure out because um, I didn't want to do something really basic, right? Uh, and that's the thing about the shirt we got. I, I really like it. Our buddy Luke McGee, who we had on for Star Wars Visions, was our designer, um, and he's that he's like he's chomping at the bit to make more stuff. I'm like, all right, let's just uh, let's see if people take the first one. Headbands. I'm down. Actually, I would love a bobblehead is a big one for me. I think that would be fun to have like a a Michael Tommy bobblehead. Someone work on that. Maybe one of them. One one of us is wearing the Iron Man mask, and one of us is wearing the Boba Fett mask. That would be awesome. Uh, What about? I mean, why specifically bobbleheads? I think we could pull off uh, pop figures. Let's let's contact Funko. True, true. uh, I love a good Funko, but listen. Don't don't sleep on bobblehead. Bobblehead, you you poke it and you're like it's just sitting there. And you're like, oh, it's pretty amusing. Look at Michael's head just bobble back and forth. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, completely fair, Tommy. Um, but hey, we do have an episode to talk about oh, here. Yeah. So um, I want to give you the opportunity to tell us now. What do you think? I'm so excited to talk about the book of Dave Filoni. Uh, what a great <laughs> show we've been getting of, of the book of Filoni. Um, wow. No, I mean, in all seriousness really good episode i would take a show like this though where you're just exploring all these different parts of star wars maybe it's one one episodes of live action star wars i don't know i loved it it was like all these things coming together it really was you know dave filoni's story here 
Uh, and, and I don't know. I will say my gripe up front one more time because I don't want to keep repeating it every episode. The fact that we only got Boba Fett for, for two seconds where he was silent is really a disservice to the character. Uh, I'm cool with what they're doing because this is amazing. This is beautiful. Like I can't be upset at what we got today. Um, I just don't think you could have. You should have called it the book of Boba Fett. At least we got more Pike plot. Like that was cool. The Syndicate, all that stuff was very cool. So from now on, I'll be high, uh, high on the episode. But I did want to say, I just, I just want feel like the actor deserves more. The the character deserves more uh, time on the screen. It really feels like it's Mandalorian uh, extra scenes they couldn't fit into the new season. And and I hear you there. And this is this is what I challenge everyone to think about. Um, because I, I have been hearing that this is like the big complaint coming out of the last two episodes. Um, but I challenge you, Tommy. I challenge any skeptical listeners. Um, I want you to ask yourself, is it the show or is it the title? Because it's I, a, I, yeah. it's, it's a title a, problem, really. Yeah. Because that's exactly good. that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, I think if you just call it the book of Star Wars, if you call it like the Star Wars lore, the Star Wars universe. Tatooine even I, I would have less issues with it. I think it's because you your your title character has been in it not so much has it ever happened in a TV show you know where the character the show is named after is not really in it in two episodes I will say um again uh, it is it, the big issue is coming from the name but when it comes to like Star Wars in general I would uh specifically reference Clone Wars and Rebels like uh, these shows are all about like jumping around a lot. And I feel like, I feel like, and it's not even, I'm watching station 11 right now. Uh, and I can kind of reference this as well, because that will have like two separate storylines and they start to inter intertwine a little bit, but, um, it'll like just completely drop off and you're like, well, what the hell is this show even about anymore? Um, but with that being said, uh, watch station 11 guys. Well, but to your point, like Clone Wars is named Clone Wars. It covers it. They specifically set it up so they could jump around like that and stuff. Um, to me, this feels more like Bad Batch, where it's like I think you just picked a bad, a bad uh, subject. Like there's a little bit of story here, but I think if you just didn't call it that and you focused on this story, we would like it a lot better. But the first, especially now seeing these episodes, the first four are like blown out of the water to me. Like they, they almost don't. Even, I almost forgot they happened because it doesn't even feel necessary to where we're going now. <laughs> Um, I, I, here's, here's what I think. I don't think they have any idea what they want to do with Boba Fett. Like, I don't think they truly have like a good idea. I mean, there is nothing, there is no, like, I, I think everybody just wanted Boba Fett to come back because like it was in the, like the expanded universe. Um, and like that, that concept has always floated around that he would come back up to life. But when it comes to like, I'd like, Bringing Boba Fett in to be the pro the protagonist of a Disney Plus TV show, like it just it doesn't truly work, and I don't think that I don't think they could make the character the way they wanted to. And at the same time, and and this is something I will be talking about throughout. But I think they wanted to we especially in the Mandalorian, we heard a lot about how this is not our character; it's Tamara Morrison's character now. Um, so. What, if he feels strongly about something, we're going to go with him. And uh, I actually think that's going to be very similar to what we get with Mark Hamill going forward as well. Yeah. I, and I think there was a story for Boba. I, I just think it didn't... Now the Boba that we have nowadays, it doesn't work. I think you could have done like a Bounty Hunter show, right? Like we talked about like, like the War of the Bounty Hunters, the War of the Syndicate. That could have been cool. I think the problem is Boba Fett is not the same Boba Fett we knew. He's not... This this cold killer as as maybe a specific character yeah, and love to love to call him, uh, but it's like for me, 
you could have you could have done that. That's cool. Like Boba's cool when he's like going out doing fun things. I mean, even Mandalorian, we see him. Like, how did he get introduced in this? Going out and like being a bounty hunter. We haven't even seen Boba do that ever in this show. So these are just my gripes right now. I, it, it's done now. I've gotten them out of my system. Um, it's just justice for Boba. I think that's my big thing. But it's not saying I don't like the show. I do like the show. I think you changed the name. It's a 10 out of 10. Yes. All right. Well, with that being said, let's dive into the episode here. And we open on Cobb Vanth. And he is uh, he's checking out some pikes. What do you think about getting uh, Cobb Vanth back? I love this actor. He's so good. And, and like... It was fun seeing him back. You know, we we obviously had questions about like the armor and stuff. I'm, you know, they didn't need to really give us a flashback or anything going into all that. Uh, I think this was fun. I think like seeing him, it there was a lot of like, I feel like mirrors in this episode and like in this season as a whole. Like we saw it with like, uh, you know, bringing Mando back in the same way that he came into season one of, of Mandalorian. Um, you have uh, this where it's like the shoot off, and then later we see a very similar shoot off happen. Um, I thought it was just cool, and then him dumping the the spice like tells you all you need to know that like he, he you know yes there's a lot of money he's not messing with this like this is not he's a good guy yeah no he he's uh, a lot like I I was fine on him coming out of the Mandalorian and the episode that he was in I don't think that I was itching to have him back but once once I saw him again I was like I didn't know I missed you as much as I did um, yeah Timothy Oliphant's the best. Um, he has a lot of fun. He was very cool in this scene where he is going to uh, he's going to kill these pike members and uh, and dump their spice out. So I also think this tells us a lot uh, about how they may be handling um, the Mandalorian's old like right hand, you know, with all that stuff that happened with uh, her Gina. Yeah, I think they're just going to not talk about it because like I feel like this is a part where you could have brought her in as part of the like, you know, the army to help but like I just think they're going to not mention her whatsoever is my thought. You know, uh, jumping ahead a little bit, but uh, I wouldn't have minded if they brought her back for like two scenes and then Cat Bane kills her. <laughs> That's it. That's just one. <laughs> uh that would be uh cathartic is the word i'm looking for yeah um but yes so uh we we open on the n1 starfighter that is going to this unnamed planet um and he lands mando gets out and he meets our buddy r2 there's it's just like person after person in this episode and this is like maybe the small gripe is like if you don't want mando to get involved like you want to basically separate him and the kid why are you giving him the location like, maybe he required it. Like, he was like, no, you have to tell me where you are or I'm not letting this happen. But, like, he easily found them, found R2. Yeah, I'm, I, I, <laughs> it is a little weird that, like, he might have Luke on speed dial and, like, have his address as well. Like, uh... Yeah, and he picks the one day everyone seems to be chilling on <laughs> at the place, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just, uh, everyone's coming to visit. Um, so, yes, R2 is leading him to where these droids are building this Jedi temple. Um, this is a temple we have seen in visions and in comic books throughout uh, the sequel era, learning about Luke's Academy. And uh, here it is being constructed by a bunch of little ants. Yeah. Yeah. And the land definitely looks like where we find them in, but in Force Awakens, but it's not, I like did a little bit of research. They're like, no, I don't think his temple was built there. Cause otherwise people should have known to look there when they, when he went missing. Uh, but it does look similar, the, the that, structures. Yeah, yeah. It said, uh, uh, 
I believe the plan he was on then was Octu, and the structures are the same. So it makes me wonder: did these ants like come with him from planet to planet to like uh, yeah. help him build? Like this is I've never seen these things before, but now he's got like an army of them. Did it feel a little too modern? Like these, like I guess they have droids and stuff, but these felt like almost like too advanced droids. <laughs> yeah, like well, they almost seemed like it was almost like um, it was. I guess the way I look at it is they were like. 3d printers almost like you yeah. give them a plan and they just do it but then they they do some interesting stuff here where they build him a bench too and they put like the cushion on it and that was like that gave me a bit more like they're not just like these mindless printers they're yeah. probably more friendly yeah no i got that same vibe and and yeah it was weird you know it was fine r2 goes to sleep mode by the r2 i love whenever r2's on the screen it's hard not to be happy when you're hearing those little people boop boop uh Things and that's the, that's the thing about R2. You can always have R2 come back and no one's going to complain about the CGI or anything. It's And uh, yeah, we love R2. Well, so. I'm not going to complain about anything about visually in this episode because wow, we haven't like everything. And they did so, they must have spent like the whole budget on this episode between surprise guests at the end, I still don't want to say it, and uh, uh, the other surprise guests that we're going to meet real soon, they did a fantastic job. On yeah. the visual effects about well let's go ahead and move on to luke here because we do we cut back to to, to luke and uh grogu here which is uh just opening straight on luke here he looks great as ever listen Ty, i don't know about you i have been a big defender of like the facial reconstruction and cgi um like i like i know a lot of people they didn't like the way leia looked i know they didn't like the way tarkin looked when they recreated these people um i've always been of the mind that like 95% of the time, if you don't know that that person's CGI and you're watching a movie, you're probably not going to say that that person's CGI. So I'm all about it. I, I really love this technology. I think it's really cool. I think we do a lot of really great things with it. I think it's obviously improved. Um, I will say it was probably a little rough in The Mandalorian. Not as much for me to like complain about, but it definitely looks incredible here. And I'm ha like, there's a lot of stuff online, like recast Luke, uh, bring in Sebastian Stan, whatever. I, I don't care. Just give me CGI. This is like perfect. It was fine. Yeah, it's it's. There was like one moment. I think if I had to pick one where he was talking, and I could see it a little bit, but it was way better than what it was in Mandalorian. You could tell they definitely focused in. I, I don't remember if I talked to you about this or if uh, me and my roommate Jason have talked about it. But they like there was a YouTuber. Do you remember this video that went around where a YouTuber like fixed up the Mandalorian scene and was like, "Hey, this is how you should have done the facial re reconstruction." Well, they hired him, so he yeah. worked on this, and, I, and you can tell like it looks so much better. Um, and that's cool that like they they're like. We need to improve. You showed us that you know we could we can do better. Um, yeah, he looks great here. We got Grogu. He's being all serious except for when he's hungry. Is Luke not feeding Grogu? I mean, this has always been Grogu's thing. He's always like trying to eat like the the spiders in the cave or frogs or he's he's always uh, trying to munch. Yeah. Well, and then Luke's like taunting him. So Luke like raises up like 20 frogs and is like, ha ha ha, look what I can do. And doesn't even feed him the frogs. It kind of felt mean. Luke, Luke thought, honestly got some demerits in this episode for me. I thought Luke was going to eat those frogs. What if he, I mean, you know, probably tasty protein, right? Don't frogs have protein? I guess. Uh, it's frog meat, legs. right? Yeah, frog legs. Yeah. I would eat a frog leg. Yeah, I'm down. Okay, maybe that, maybe that'll be like one of our bets. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you've, you've, so yeah, uh, have you ever had gator? I've not, but I'd be intrigued to. Like, I, I wouldn't be afraid to eat gator. I feel like it's similar to that, but it's they're like completely different animals, so I have no idea. Yeah. Um, uh, 
but yes, yeah, so uh, they're they're training here, and then um, no, not. Uh, is this it's a lot. Of, we... It's a lot of like flap, flashing back from them to like. Yeah, to, we'll just uh, we'll just finish out the Luke and Grogu stuff here because I can't remember if they did cut back, but um, uh, Luke and Grogu they go for a walk here, and this is when Luke starts to tell him about his uh, that he reminds him of an old friend. And uh, yeah, this he, he and it, it's clear that Grogu doesn't necessarily remember a lot of his past, and Luke wants to help him remember. So he does this like a uh, uh, force uh, memory push. <laughs> I don't know what you'd call it. Yeah, like a like a awakening, I guess. I don't yes. know. I I do want to know one of the small touches I liked while they were walking. Uh, at first, I was like, "Oh, Grogu's leaping," and nope. Luke's just pulling him along to catch up with the stride. I thought that was such a fun touch uh, that Luke's just using the force to keep, help Grogu keep up with the poor little guy. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was cool. Yeah, um, this flashback was cool though. Like seeing clone troopers again and and our guys in blue. I was like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be I, like I don't know when or ever if like uh, probably some at some point. But I, I'm curious, like there's just still so much more like it's not like we learned anything new in this we did it we already heard that he survived the attack on order 66 and um so yeah i'm i'm curious where this goes tommy what, what do you think so there might have been something you saw maybe i didn't i found it later um on another watch it was in that scene on one of the walls you see a crest that belongs potentially to someone Barris Offie. yes um and she is the Jedi responsible. She she kind of like turned away from the Order. She, um, and one of the reasons that uh, Ahsoka was kicked out of the Jedi Order. So um, I, I don't know if that is necessarily uh, telling us anything here. Maybe, I don't know. Well, what do you think? Do you think Barris Ophrey like raised uh, Grogu there for a little bit or what? I think because right I, now that to me, either it's a nice cheeky Easter egg or to me it shows that that's how he gets rescued at least. And then maybe she just like went off afterwards. Um, I don't know. I guess we don't know, but it's like that's not there for nothing in my in my opinion. You know, I can't remember. I feel like she's supposed to be in prison at this point. I don't know. I can't even remember when or if ever she dies. Um, so I don't know. It'd be interesting to see how that would work um, because it, either she's in prison or she's not with the Jedi Order. So it'd be a little weird if she was hanging out with these Jedi's. Yeah, or she, or or she just you know escape pod Grogu and then she dies and like there's a lot of different ways yeah. it could go. Fair, um, but it's still intriguing and and like I think just a little bit is like you know just going back to that moment seeing the Jedi fall it does put you in a mood and it's it's nostalgic right and I think that's what this episode both this and last episode you know talking about Yoda giving us classic Yoda lines read by Luke like all this stuff it's it's to give that nostalgic your back. Baby, we're back in the the original Star Wars, uh, and, and you feel that. And yeah, I think like it's it's also just I think what you see is just how in even just a short amount of time, Grogu has advanced some of his skills. Um, we'll see more of that going later on as well. Yeah. So we will cut back to our buddy Den Djarin here, and he wakes up to Ahsoka Tano again. Just uh, just every everybody and their mother in this episode, huh? Can I say, yeah, I know, it is real, like, 
she just happens to be here and then she leaves immediately afterwards it's like if she was just like living there that's one thing but it's like she happened to just be there at the same time and didn't show up i don't know stretch but she is so good as ahsoka i like even some of the vocal ticks are very similar and i really appreciate that from her like i, I think she did such a good job uh, and, and I love this too, where it's like her and R2 back together again. Like that was cute. And like her being like, yeah, that's why he, he R2 knew what you want to do. That's why he brought you to me and not to the Grogu. I was like, that's so good. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. They, yeah, they definitely still have that relationship there. Um, so yeah, I, I, it's almost like the Too Many Cooks um, uh, video, if you guys have ever seen that. <laughs> There's a, just people just keep, 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 coming, keep coming in. I'm not mad about it though. I think I actually do think uh, Ahsoka. It's uh, convenient that she happens to be here at the same time, but I mean, isn't Star Wars always convenient? Uh, and I guess I'll, I'll jump ahead a little bit here. Um, but they have this conversation with uh, Luke as well, where they're talking about training Grogu, and she like mentions, uh, "You're very much like your father." Um, so I thought it was it's just all worth it to me. I thought that was such a cool interaction. It worked for me because she is our connection to the two worlds. Um, it would have been weird for me to see Luke talking to Din. Like, that that would have been weird to me. So I'm cool that it's, like, Ahsoka is the messenger between, essentially. Um, it works for me, but I agree with you. It is very too too many cooks. I also loved the music in this episode. So many samplings of old scores. You get Yoda's music at some point. You get Luke's score. It's, it's really cool stuff um, put together. But I, I think Ahsoka, I don't know. I, I really like what they're doing with her and her beliefs are very similar to how they ended in clone wars and i really like that she still like is very much like listen i chose my path she doesn't try to push anything but she is very blunt about things she's like you can't have it more ways a lot of the time sometimes you do have to make a decision sometimes you need to go down that path and like also own up to yourself like she knows for a fact that mando is still like still affectionate towards this kid like this is her his son and she knows that I feel like I'm about to make a really weird comparison here. Um, it, it almost feels like Ahsoka is the principal of the school and all the Jedi would be the teachers. And I mean that as the principal is not necessarily a teacher, but they oversee all of the teachers. So um, I, I don't know. There's something to be mined there. I do, I do like her relationship with the Jedi still, even though she's not willing to call herself one. She will guide when she needs to, and she still respects you know, it's like a it's like a mutual respect, especially like, you know, we talked about a little bit with the Luke scene coming up. You know, we can touch on now or later, uh, but it, we'll do later. But it's uh, it, it's so sweet. Uh, but I think like I also liked Mando is really good and that actor is really good, too. I'm going to give everyone their kudos today. Like even just the small he had voice takes like when he starts like his voice, I think, cracked when he's like talking about he's like, I just he's. He's a foundling. Like he, this is his his birthright. And she goes, "What if he's a Padawan?" And like, first of all, why not both? That's I'm just saying. Like, this is the problem. And I do like that we're seeing this philosophy of Luke of like very black and white still, because obviously we see where that goes. We know what happens with Ben. We see like I like this version of Luke, kind of kind of a jerk, honestly. Too too focus on the philosophy of the old and not trying to to make it new now. But yeah, lots of thoughts I have. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so we get Dead Jar, and he wants to give the gift. Um, and this is, she, she kind of talks him out of it here. Um, but Ahsoka is going to deliver it. And we kind of talked about the conversation with her and Luke here. Um, I guess we can talk a little bit more about the train, like the actual training between Luke and Grogu. Um, we get a lot of Grogu jumping. Yeah. I was like, 
Oh, we're really going to go there. We're going to make him athletic. Yeah, we got Grogu jumping. I, I will say about the Ahsoka scene, I did like that she was like, she got called out of like, hey, you said Grogu shouldn't be trained. And she's like, listen, I said I won't train Grogu. If Luke wants to, that is his prerogative. I'm not going to tell someone. And again, it's just showing that philosophy of Ahsoka that I really like. Uh, but yeah, we saw Grogu jumping. We saw some more training. I love that like Grogu's in it, but it's like he's given like 75% most of the time. Uh so, so uh, just a uh, small plug here. I, I was on the ConCon's Cantana podcast yesterday talking about this episode, um, and I made a, a comparison. And the more I think about it, the more I think it's true. Um, I think Grogu is very similar to Anakin. Like, he's uh, he's kind of a punk. Can you see that? Yeah. It's like he has talent, but he doesn't really... He He's like that student that doesn't really need to study. He's got, like, natural ability, but he's not he's not in it. You know, he's, yeah. he's not fully committed. So here's my thought, Tommy. Do you think that Grogu knew how to do a lot of this stuff, but it's been, like, pushed down and repressed uh, through, like, trauma or whatever? Because yeah, it I think like- it is trauma. Like, I yeah. think you're exactly right there. And, like, you hear Luke has a really good line where he says it feels like he's, like, he knows it. It's, like, just getting it out of him. Like, that's how it's feeling. And I, and I think that's what we're saying. It's just, like, his heart's not in it. And I think it's because it's just such a negative experience in his life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, <laughs> he's jumping on rock to rock over a little pond here. He breaks the... I, I did like the uh, the little uh, droid, the practice droid they're using. I like, I like the twist on it. Like, in the past, we've seen them use it with the lightsabers, but now it's, like, motivating him to jump. Which uh, I like that, but he broke it. He destroyed it, Tommy. I know. Do you think really? he has to buy it? Break it, you buy it, or do you think he has to replace it? Like, what can you do with Grogu? He doesn't really have money. I mean, it, it seems like it's probably like an old model now, too. Like, he probably didn't really care. So. But that means it's like an antique. That's probably worth so much money. <laughs> yeah. So um, we will we will leave Grogu and Luke here because we're going back back to Tatooine. Believe it or not, um, Din Djarin shows up. He parks in the hangar. Greeted by a Gamorrean, and he says, Phoenix Chan sent me. And then they go to see uh, Boba Fett and them. And Boba gives a great speech. Oh, wait. No, he just sits there, Michael. Listen, I don't think we can have it two ways, because I don't think we truly loved the character to begin with, and now that we're sad that he's no longer around. So, um, listen, I'm okay with it. I love the character. I didn't love the storylines that they were doing. With okay, okay. Fair. That but, is fair. That's a good point. That's a good uh, point. But yeah, I mean, we see him. We get we we need more army, right? We need more people. We need foot soldiers. Clearly, like uh, we've been saying this the whole time, and they're like, "Oh, we'll grab Black Crescenton." It's like, okay, now you have gone from a trio of people to like a couple people. Like I don't know. It's like a, you've never truly grown your group too much. So yeah. yes, I agree. It's time to build the army. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he's going to go see Cobb Vanth. And uh, so he flies out to Mos Pelgo and he parks. And uh, the deputy comes out. He doesn't like where he parked. Parking violations of Star Wars. Watch out. Traffic stops, parking violations. The law is really strict now. I don't know if I like this new Republic. I hate this deputy. I hate him. Truly, truly a red shirt, though. A red shirt, but like they even made him, they didn't even need to make him annoying. Just have him there. He's obnoxious. He he's too full of himself. He's not listening to his his uh, commanding officer. He would fail an inspection. 
I will say they set him up well because, yeah. like, uh, just the couple lines that he gets, I'm like, okay, this guy's a bumbling idiot. And then when the moment comes that we need him to do something good, he comes out and we're like, oh, this is not going to end well. You're not smart enough to handle this situation. No, they did him perfectly. Like, setting him up, having him being obnoxious here with this parking stuff. It, it's 100% the right move. Um, but, you know, Mando's Mando's going to do his work. So he's got high charisma, I guess, or something. Because he, he can convince anyone of anything. Yeah, so um, Mando is going to buy uh, Cobb Vanth the drink. They go in the bar, and he's t- he's telling him that he needs foot soldiers, and the people don't want to fight anymore. It's Freetown now, baby. <laughs> Should all towns just be named Freetown? That's such an unoriginal name. Like, oh man, and it's also it's so hopeful, but it's like how you're not you're not technically free. Is anything free? You know, I think, not to be cynical. I, I think no, I don't think any town should be called Freetown. But I think every town should have the right to turn into Freetown, but they have to earn it. Yeah. So, what like, is- one day we'll all have, like, the entire city or country will be full of Freetowns. But, uh, yeah, then you know. And there'll be probably, like, one or two that haven't quite earned the Freetown signium yet. Should more towns do this, where it's, like, you state, like, what you want for your town? So it's, like, please don't attack me, town. And uh, <laughs> maybe leave some ice cream sandwiches, town. No parking violations, town. No parking. Just like yeah, like let's not get cute with the names. Just like, what are you about? What's your town about? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's uh, I live in Music City, so exactly. You're already you're way ahead of us. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, they are talking about all this. Uh, we mentioned the Freetown thing, um, but uh, I guess this is when a mysterious figure comes from the desert. This is probably the best part. It's so cowboy western. It's so good. If you're gonna bring this guy in, this is how you gotta do it. Yeah, Tommy, I said this to you before. Like, this is exactly what should have happened, right? Yeah. It almost felt so perfect that I didn't think that they would actually do it, and they did it, and it looks cat looks, looks so, good. so cool. Oh, I want to cry over it. He looks awesome. The teeth, the whole bull, everything about him was so good. He was so intimidating. Uh, I don't love that he's working with the bad guys. I guess who's the bad guys at the end of the day, right? Like the things he said about Boba Fett were kind of true, you know, over time. Like it's like he's not wrong, but he's, you know. He's also hypocritical, though, because he was yes. worked with Sith and, uh, and he's always worked with bad guys. So, um... yeah, he doesn't care. Uh, I like I like that he's being set up as the villain here. But yes, he comes out. They have some conversations. Here's a here's a funny point, Tommy. This is a conversation we always have about Marvel shows about how like oh how did how does this character know that it went down that way? Like, did they watch the Avengers movies? Uh, uh, Cad Bane knows that um, Cobb Vanth used to have Boba's armor and gave it back. He must have watched the Mandalorian. It's, yeah, I think they're getting notes from the Marvel universe. I guess every uh, every big event in these universes, everyone gets like uh, gets sent the the copies so they know what's going on. Yeah, it was a little too much information. I thought. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, or or he just does his research here. He knows what's up. Um, Could you imagine with like little tiny glasses? That's how he like opens up like a little book with tiny glasses on, and he reads it. He's a big studier. You wouldn't yeah. expect it. Big bookworm, Cad Bane. <laughs> kind of looks like a worm too. Um, <laughs> kind of. But here's the thing: with, with like the conversation of like CGI characters and stuff, uh, as far as I can tell, this character is completely practical. 
Um, it, like the prosthetics on Cad Bane look absolutely incredible, more so than we ever see. Like I, I think even the pikes a little bit. Like um, a lot of their facial movements seem very animatronic. It's a little too stiff. But Cad Bane, you can see every emotion in his face. Like he is very yeah. expressive, which I loved yeah. it. So, yeah, he was, like, puckering his, his mouth at a certain point. It was very good. They definitely, like, spent – I'm telling you, I want to see the budget on this because between everything in this episode, it's wild how much they were able to do. And it's like a TV show. It's not even a movie. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, for sure. And uh, so, so uh, yeah, uh, Cad Bane is going to end up shooting Cop Van in the arm. And then uh, gunning down the deputy, which I'm glad – I bet you're going yeah, to. Yeah, because it's his fault. I think Vance could have took him, but it's deputy like you know distract. It's it's hard. He had to worry about more things. I I give him the benefit of the doubt, but I, I he's not dead, right? You know, everyone was worried about him. He got shot in the shoulder. I think he's fine. They're like bringing him meds. Yeah, he's. Uh, I, I and this might be my big complaint with um, Dave Filoni. He cannot kill any of yeah. his characters. He cannot do it. And, he had to bring in this new guy so that somebody had to die. Like, when was the last time a Dave Filoni character died? Bad guys included. Like, how many times is uh, Gus Frank going to be saved and, and brought back? Yeah. I, I mean, with that being said, I think the 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 only example, really, I'm thinking off the top of my head is, is Maul. You know, Maul dies. Yeah. Um, also, Kanan, um, these are spoilers for uh, Star Wars. Yeah, but how long did it take them to kill Small, though? Like, I hear you, but man, you really it brought it back. Um, Kanan's yeah, like, probably a good example of like somebody, like a big character. He wasn't around as long as Small and died, so. Yeah, I agree with that. But yeah, I mean, this was epic. It was so cool. And then we cut to a random scene <laughs> that, like, <laughs> it was cool, but it just, like, it did not fit with the rest of the episode. I felt. Yeah, so we're gonna go. Um, we're gonna go to where the pikes are gonna blow up the cantina here. Uh, Tommy, first question: Why? To show message. There's nowhere safe now. I, look, I, 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 they're here. I've had this conversation a couple times already. Um, I. You can't convince me that Garza's sanctuary was working with Boba Fett, like. Uh, she she was in with the mayor. She was like keeping the mayor's secrets. I, you know, she's she she seemed cooperative. You know, she paid him. Um, so she was definitely like seemed in. I just hope that Max was not working. You know, like this has also been a big topic, but I've been reassured multiple times there is a shot of the band and where Max usually plays. There was a droid there. Confirmed he's working with the Pikes. He knew that they were going to blow up the cantina that day. So he's like, <clears throat> I'm sick, can't work. Confirmed. Are, he is blue. So, um, but no, here's my actual prediction. Um, we're not going to hear from Max Rebo until the very end of the next episode after Boba Fett defeats the Pike Syndicate and they're all throwing a party in his palace and he is going to be there playing music. Whoop, whoop. Party time. Could you imagine this crew partying? Do you think Mando will give like a like a finger wag? Maybe like not much. He's not a dancer, probably. <laughs> yeah, I guess we could. PK, do you think PK dances? Oh hell no! <laughs> hell no! <laughs> I mean, it was a cool scene. The pikes are, but it was just like, all right, pikes in there. Then they leave. Like it's real quick. Yeah. Um. Well, how'd you feel about losing Garza? I know you liked Garza. I did. I you know it. It, it felt like. 
what was the point of having that's kind of how i felt like it felt very uh i wanted more time i think yeah but All right. you know it was interesting but there's more interesting stuff yes we're gonna cut back to luke and grogu here and luke is gonna leave grogu with a very interesting choice he reveals the gift it is the chainmail as we suspected and he also pulls out yoda's lightsaber and he is going to have to choose the lightsaber or the chainmail, which is either the path of the Jedi or the path of the Mandalorian. Tommy, what's gonna Luke, what's up? Luke, did you learn anything from your dad? Like literally the whole point of Anakin's story is a lesson of like, listen, do not make people choose between emotional attachments and like duty and and order and justice. They can have both. And and it's just I, I get it. I think this is necessary because Luke's not there yet. Luke's not there yet. He still thinks this is the way. He thinks Yoda's teachings is the way. He thinks this is uh, this is his purpose. Um, I totally get it. And I think it's like a really good scene because of that. I just think he didn't need to choose. I mean, obviously, I think we know <laughs> what the decision is. I really want to see Grogu with the lightsaber, though. But I think, you know, there's an extra seat on that ship that Mando has is all I'm saying. Uh, listen, um, yeah, yeah, that seat's not going to waste. And... He can't even hold that lightsaber. Like, we see the lightsaber and Grogu in the same shot. His hands are, like, one hand would fit over a button of that lightsaber. I know it's a smaller lightsaber, but he's still not big enough to use it. Maybe someday he will be. I hope he steals it. Or hopefully Luke gives it to him, and he can, like, do it on the side. And that's the thing, too. Like, you literally, Luke, you've been hanging out with Ahsoka. How, I get Ahsoka's whole thing is, like, I don't interfere. Like, bah, bah, bah. So you could talk a little bit of logic. You are the closest to a Jedi of like, you know, you can have both. But then even in the show, she's kind of been like, no, you can't. I don't know. I, I don't love love it all. Yeah, it's a little weird. And, and here's my thought, okay? Well, first of all, it is the weirdest thing to me. My first thought was, okay, well, Luke has so many, like, connections. And, like, he's bound to so many different people. And his sister, uh, Han, Chewie uh c3po and, and r2d2 like he is he's like the most he's such he's a, he's like huge attachment person right he's very attached to people um just like his father was and uh yeah i think it is a little weird but i think the reasoning here is and it's something i'm actually a little glad um i i do get the sense they're letting mark hamill like they did with tamara morrison say this is your character because he didn't get that in the sequels, and I think he's finally getting it now. And I think they're letting him take the reins a little bit on how he wants this character to be. And I think he's overcompensating a little bit. I think he wanted to be this great, wise master in The Last Jedi. He didn't get to be that to the point that he wanted to. So I, I think, if I had to guess, they're giving that to him here now uh, as a way to honor and respect Mark Hamill's character. Yeah, yeah, and I hear that. And it's still, like, I, I get it. You know, it'll be interesting. I, I don't know if I'm going to love Grogu and little chainmail. I think it's gonna look a little off, to be honest. But I'm down for an outfit change, though. The burlap sap has got to go. Well, agreed. I wanted just the the Mandalorian helmet. <laughs> I thought that would be cool. He might look cool if it's like black spandex underneath, and then yeah. the chainmail. Like, uh, it's gonna be weird to see his legs, but we'll we'll figure it out. Will we? I don't think so. I think it's gonna be more like a dress chainmail. Oh, why is he okay? It doesn't That's... seem. Doesn't seem convenient, but no. What if he trips over it, over the chains? <laughs> yeah. Oh no! 
He tumbles. Uh, well, Tommy, <laughs> I think that's about everything. Yeah, I, w- there was a lot that happened in this episode. Um, well, let me ask you this, Tommy. How do you feel that the cameo draft is tied up now? I think it's going to stay tied up. I, I really would be surprised if we get um, either either my person or your person. I sure went all in on Mando. I really missed out on that. I should have just picked Mandalorian characters. Um, I'm mad because Cad Bane was going to be my pick, but you got to it first, which is sad. But uh, I'll, I'll accept a tie. Um, we, were, you know, I still got. I'm still one and oh, or, yeah, one and oh technically since no one else has won yet. So I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, there were. This was a good time to do it because there were so many people in this in, in the last episode as well. So, um, yeah, and it's a good episode. I don't know what's gonna. I guess. Next episode should be focused all on the Pikes versus Boba. I hope. Like, that's the hope, right? Yeah, so uh, let me ask you this. Are we getting uh, Are we getting uh, the Rancor next week? Are we getting Boba riding the Rancor? Yeah, but I wish we would have saw. Again, we just haven't seen enough. We didn't see him bond. We could have had so many Rancor bonding moments in here. Um, I don't know. That's, I liked that. It may be boring for some. I thought that would be cool. Um, do you think we get... Grogu's decision by the end of the, the episode. Do you think that's going to wait till Mandalorian? You know, I didn't think we'd get Grogu at all this episode, so I was completely wrong on that front. Um, so I'm hesitant to say we won't at all. I could see a situation where we don't actually see the choice, but maybe during like the heat of the battle, Grogu and Shows Luke up. show up, and this is when Luke says, he made his choice. He's staying with you now. I think so too. That's it. I I could see that how it's like ending with that, but again, it should end with Bobo. I'm like, I gotta defend my boy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right, Tommy. Um, you want to go and do some, uh, recommendations here? Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll do an oldie that I might've done, but listen, we've been doing this podcast for so long. Suck it up. Uh, we, this is, this is Filoni week. Go back, watch Clone Wars or Rebels. Uh, they're really good shows. Um, you know, we spoiled a lot of it. You haven't seen it before, but hey, uh, it really is fun to go back and rewatch. I rewatch episodes of Rebels, and I really like the show. So uh, go check them out. Yeah, and listen, I'll do a little plug for myself here. Uh, I always like to talk about this. I have a master spreadsheet with every episode of of Clone Wars and Rebels, and I break it down based on the characters that are in it. I break it down on the best episodes. I give you a bunch of different watch list opportunities, so if you don't want to like see all the boring episodes of Clone Wars, you don't have to. If, you wanna, if you're interested in Cad Bane only, you want to figure out what he's all about, I have a list of Cad Bane episodes, so if you want any of that, you can always hit me up on the social medias. I'll, I'll, I'd love to share it with you, because I put a lot of time into it, and I don't share it with people ever. So. Is Cad Bane your favorite bounty hunter? Not to put by, it on the spot. By far. Yeah, that's what I think, too. I he might Cad be my Bane. favorite Star Wars character. I am hoping... Listen, I will say this. We didn't talk about the episode. There was a specific character who uh, got a long shot after, after, uh, after Cad Bane showed up Look very similar to a race of another guy, maybe a pirate. Maybe we'll see him. Well, I feel like that's inevitable at some point as well. Oh, definitely. Um, Floney loves Hondo. Like, like it, 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 he loves him. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, Tommy, I'm really torn because I kind of want to re-recommend something. Are you gonna get mad? I mean, like, I, no. I for you, Michael. I'll just write about it in my journal. Fine um guys i talked about this last week this is it's turning into the black summer thing okay um and i don't think i've loved anything as much since black summer 
Guys, Station Eleven is so good. Like, I cannot understand it. I don't want to, and it sucks, like, because this is my point to, like, sell you on it. I don't want to say too much. I don't want to give anything away. I mentioned it earlier. Like, there's a lot of different storylines going on. And, like, at first it was a little jarring. I was like, what? Like, do I care about this person? You will care. It is very interesting in the ways that it goes. Um, It's reminding me very much of, like, The Last of Us a little bit. Uh, It's got that same post-apocalyptic vibe. Um, you'll see shots that seem like something straight out of, uh, that game. So listen, I am just like swooning over the show, guys. I, I, I recommend you go watch Station Eleven and then come tell me what you think. So there you have it. And Tommy, I did task you to watch a little bit of it. That's true. I haven't yet, but I, I, it is on my list. Okay. All right. Well, um, Tommy, what's going on for you this week? Anything? Uh, well, Hey, I, uh, was on a podcast I was on Community Building, a uh, post-show recaps podcast with the Josh Wiggler and the Jess Sterling. Uh, it was very fun. We were covering a, a community episode, uh, classic Chang doing Chang stuff, you know. Um, I don't know if you've watched Community, but, you know, yeah, just, you know, classic Chang. Right, Michael? Oh, man, he does it all the time. Yeah, totally. uh, But I was on that. That was very fun. And other than that, I'm just, uh, I'm around. Talk to me in the Discord. Talk to me wherever. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's the uh, Lando prequel show, right? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah it's all yeah, about yeah. Lando, Lando's community and like yeah. his people on Cloud City, all that stuff. You know, <laughs> exactly. Um, well, I also I was on a podcast yesterday. It's not out yet. It'll probably maybe by the time you're listening, it's out. I don't know. I think it's coming out on Monday. But I was on it's ConCon's Cantina podcast. Super fun podcast. We had a lot of fun. Um, those guys are really cool. So I, I recommend you check that out. Tommy, here's a here's an exclusive. I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about it, but I'm going to anyways. They'll have to fight me about it. Um, I'm going to – it's finally time. I'm finally getting my solo spot on Two Dudes Watched Cartoons next week. Whoa! Ah! Yes. Ah! Ah! Can you guess what we're talking about? Um, No. There's a lot of cartoons out there. Primal. Primal. I knew. I did did know that one. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, uh, that's my other recommendation. Go watch Primal. It's a lot of fun. And then come join me on the Two Dudes Watch Cartoons podcast. It's 10 episodes, but they're like 20 minutes a piece. So you can easily binge through it. I'm doing it this week. I think you can do it too. It's a lot of fun. Uh, One of the most beautiful animated shows I've ever seen, um, just in terms of like uh, the the way they like set the stage. Uh, Very great show. So yeah. Well, all right, Tommy. Um, is that all we got? Are we done? Anything else? I think so. I think that's all we got right now. Um, coming out with those places and things. You know, send us messages. Tell us your feedback. I don't know. Yeah. What else can we yell at the, the audience for? Send uh, us snacks. Yeah. I'm going to put the link for the t-shirts and the, the baseball t-shirts in the show notes. So if you're interested in getting your Star Wars merch, um, and also, if you do get it, we want to know about it. We want you to send us pictures. I'll post them on Instagram. Um, make it. We'll make some fun of it. So um, another T-shirt idea: Team Michael, Team Tommy shirts. That can't be dangerous at all. I'm not ready for that. I don't want to subject myself to this. Okay, Tommy, I will close this out here, but not without a couple thank yous to Aaron Robertson who did our music and Ethan Kellum who did our logo. I also like to remind you guys to rate and review us on the iTunes and Spotify, preferably five stars, but you know what? Be honest. Um, also, please subscribe because we're going to be here every single week, and that's the best way to get the podcasts. 
Um, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Stark Wars Pod. And we also have a little Discord community. We've been getting a couple ads in there recently. So if you're interested in joining, and, and it's, a, it's a small little community right now, but we're getting there. And if you want to be part of it and you want to help us grow, that'd be a good way to do it. Um, but that's all we got for you guys. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye. Yo.